0: You're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow, right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up together. We are going to simplify our life. Hey guys, welcome back to the Embrace Simplified podcast. Today I'm sitting down to talk with Francesca from Franny and Co. And if you guys are already following her, I know that you will love that we're finally sitting down together to have this conversation. If you're not already, Go to at Franny and co on Instagram and start following. She is a life coach, a community builder and a mom of three. And she's on a mission to stop women settling from mediocre and start dreaming and living their life to the fullest. She supports people through group programs, one on one coaching. And she also has an online membership community. And I've been following Francesca for years. And this conversation was long overdue. We were actually both enrolled in the same NLP certification. And she is kicking off her first group coaching program called Rise on January 17th. So I want to make sure you guys know that date because there's still tons of time for you to check out the program and see if it's for you. I think working with her will be a ton of fun. And I can't wait for you guys to enjoy this conversation that we had together. It was a lot of fun. Today, I'm going to welcome Francesca from Franny & Co. to the Embrace Simplified podcast.
1: Thank you so much for being here. Oh my God, thank you so much. I'm so excited for this.
0: (laughs) So we have followed each other online for a while and have like some mutual friends and both are taking the same course to mm-hmm. do coaching, and I absolutely love following your exciting early morning, like beautiful sunrise cold dips in Toronto. And so I'm so excited to have this conversation.
1: Yay, me too! You just caught me off of a cold dip as well, so this is perfect. It's literally fresh in my mind and my body. I'm still. Will you do it all
0: year round, or do you? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, I actually only started last December, so I haven't done a full year, but I mean, if you start in December, there's, there's no need to stop in any other time of the year. So, oh yeah, we're, I'm in it, I'm in it to, to continue the practice as long as I'm close enough to the water. Oh, that's amazing. And we're going
0: to make sure all the links are in the show notes, but mm-hmm. you guys need to follow along because there are some beautiful like ceremonies and events that you've done too for around yeah. like, Full moon, and you bring in the oils, and you have like the affirmations and the card pulling, and I absolutely love how you've made
1: it this whole experience. Thank you. Yeah, I joined together with two of my friends, Jess Janda and Mariam. Mariam, they kind of put some of the other pieces together, but yeah, we. I think we're going to do one on New Year's Day to kind of start the day out right, or we'll start the new year out right. Sorry. So yeah, keep an eye out for that for more details. Awesome.
0: Okay. So we want to hear th- your story because you have not always been doing what you do now. So can you take right. us back to
1: like how you, how you have gotten to the place where you're at right now? Sure. I feel like my, my life has been since I lived in Canada, at least, which is n- not quite seven years yet. It'll be seven in February. It's been a series of transformations, mostly ones that I have not seeked or wanted, but I will say looking back, I've benefited hugely from. When I moved here, I had absolutely no intention of staying here. I'm a hair, hairstylist by trade. I have been, or I had previously been working in high end London salons before moving here. So I'd had a really long, great career. I'd just trained, done a colour degree. I was going to go into teaching and I had all these sort of like career paths that were in my mind planned out. And we moved here quite unexpectedly. It was like a quick decision six weeks later we was in the city. So that was intense in itself. And I had a pretty rocky start because I was pregnant when I got here. At 25 weeks pregnant, we lost our baby. And oh God, it's weird because I feel emotional and it's not normally something that bothers me, but um, excuse me if I do randomly uh, cry. Yeah. So we lost our son Phoenix. And of course that brought up all sorts of Difficulties and emotions, and then we went on a year later to have my son Bodie, who's healthy and now five years old. So I really hadn't planned on staying here. I really hadn't thought what my career would look like, and it wasn't really a progression for me in terms of hairdressing and then of course, I had a newborn, and it didn't really make sense like to work late to work weekends. We were still trying to integrate ourselves with life here. I've had a few jobs in salons since being here, which I've loved, but it just didn't feel like the progression that I wanted. So I actually started a bit of a passion project with a then friend, my then business partner, where we were printing t-shirts with empowering statements on them, like strong and brave, and a lot of t-shirts saying mama. And essentially, we was trying to empower women wherever they were on their motherhood journey because obviously I hadn't had the best start to motherhood myself. And we gave money back to postpartum charities and child loss charities. And my life and story was very much intertwined. So I was doing that for about 18 months. It was a real like, I don't know what the word is really, like intensive, figure out how to be an entrepreneur, do everything yourself. And this was like I don't know, probably about four years ago now. So I feel like the landscape was different. It was easier to get influencers to help you. It was easier to build a following on Instagram, you know, organically um without spending money. And we was just lucky that things kind of grew along with us until I fell pregnant with my second son. And unfortunately that partnership just wasn't was no longer a a viable one. We had we ended up going our separate ways or I actually withdrew from the business entirely. But because of the nature of my story being so intertwined, it was extremely d- distressing. Plus, you add in pregnancy hormones, you're about to give birth in a few weeks. And it kind of felt like my whole life was falling apart, that I'd built it all here, that I had this business that I loved and was really passionate about. And the only way forward just seemed to like completely pull the plug. So I did that. And it sent me into the typical, like, I've just had another baby. What the hell am I doing with myself? Why, why am I in Canada? Like, what's the point? Everything kept like throwing me back to that. Like I had that after my first son where it was like, okay, I've got the baby now, but, and that's really fulfilling, but I don't feel fulfilled. And I wasn't expecting to still live here. We was very much coming to have a little sabbatical and then go home with our, with our baby and live happily ever after in England. And obviously that hasn't happened. <laughs> so I felt like I was caught in these cycles of like one step forward, one step back. And all the while I was going through quite, you know, distressing things. I was still grieving the loss of my first child. My best friend here had passed away. I'd lost my business, which felt like my heart had been ripped out again. And so I was like, oh God, what am I going to do? So at this point I have two children. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna set up a hair salon in my house, and I'm gonna like make boutique hairdressing like the best. I'm gonna do however I can make that the best, and like have this really one one one-on-one personal service. I'm gonna make it work because I have my kids at home, and that's just gonna be my starting point. Then I unexpectedly find out I'm pregnant a third time. So turns out postpartum and pregnancy feel really similar. If you have no periods, you. Can't really tell the difference. And my children, my, my second and third are just one year apart, basically. So that threw a spanner in the works. And I was like, okay, it's fine. Like carry on with this plan. We're just going to be set back a little bit. And again, it was like, you don't have any EI. Like it just felt like so frustrating. And I thought, you know what? I've had such difficulty getting to this point. I'd never in my wildest dreams thought I would have three children because We was very much told, like, we'd be lucky if we had one healthy child. So here I am expecting my third slash fourth child. And to put that in perspective, all of these babies were born within four years. So it was really, really intense. Um, And my daughter, Briar Rose, was born at the, at the beginning of January in 2020. So we all know how that story went. And I'll I'll be honest, I was really, really, really scared to have her. I'd had some postpartum, I don't know if it was anxiety, depression, or like a combination of everything with my second and or well, sorry, my second living child cub. He was particularly difficult. He had colic. So my plan for twenty twenty was to like take all the help, say yes to everything that someone offers you, have family come back to back for six months and instead I was at home with three children under three and a half, one of which was a newborn in a pandemic, thinking on the daily, like, one, what the hell am I doing? Two, is this psychosis? And like, I've imagined this pandemic, <laughs> which I could laugh about now, but wasn't quite so funny then. Again, I was like, well, now how do I, I can't do, I can't do salon work at all. I can't work for anyone. I can't have anyone in my house. I certainly didn't want to have people in my house had that even been an option? And it just felt like another slap in the face. So I went on like, well, I kind of got to a point, I think it was like May 2020, where I was like, okay, this is like feeling like sink or swim here. And I had a lot of people saying, oh, you know, you just need to rest. And that's just not my style. I need to be busy. I need to like have a purpose. And in context to like the whole story of being here, I'd gone from Having a really busy career in London to coming here in this stop start stop start of trying things and it not coming good. In the middle of that as well, I'd I had my own podcast which she was talking about before this. It was it was such again such a, a labor of love. I loved it. It was all about birth stories. So again, trying to empower women to tell their stories because I had really felt that like with my son Phoenix that no one wanted to hear that story or there was no place for me to to share that story. Or that the narrative of like different types of birth stories were just written out of the equation. And even, you know, in situations where people knew exactly what happened, I'd have a baby and they'd be like, Oh, is this your first birth? And I was like, well, no, you know, and I think those, it felt like there was lots of pieces of the conversation missing. So anyway, I felt like I'd always been busy doing, but it didn't feel like a career as such. So the pandemic had me literally wiping the slate clean it was like okay well I know I can work for myself I've done it before I know I can build a business from scratch I've done it before I know that I can build a business even though I have like zero dollars to invest and I know I'm resourceful and creative but like let's think about what I actually really want to do from the lens of like what will make me money what's what can I fit in and again pandemic life because we're talking like summer of 2020 where I didn't have any childcare. I didn't want it to be affected if my kids were sick or if we got put in a lockdown. So I had to think really, really creatively. And the biggest support I've had here is joining mum groups. One specifically was Mumnet, which people may or may not have heard of, and I don't I don't believe it exists anymore due to the pandemic. But I felt like there was a gap of like support groups for mums where the mum was at the focus, not the baby. Like I didn't want to learn about baby led weaning anymore or <laughs> the best way for your kid to sleep or whatever. I wanted to learn about like who I am, who like, what can I learn to better myself? How can I like invest in my own growth? Like, and just like the interesting things that I have a passion for, you know, like the cold dipping is a great example. Like I wouldn't necessarily have wanted to do it with my mum group as such, but just being open to those things that can help you cope and thrive and so on. So I started a business called Care Club, which was essentially a self-care group for mums with a focus on self-development and servicing the needs of mums so that they can find their purpose and feel supported in that journey. And in doing that, I realized that I absolutely loved like facilitating groups and coaching women, whatever capacity that was in. And I just felt that there was like a a gap missing in my knowledge and a gap. I think I realized that I didn't, I had been previously holding space for women, which is great. And I think there's a real need for that. But I was like, I really want to help them get to where they want to be, not just be a place where they can come and let go of their emotions, for example. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, By going I, deeper with them. Yeah, I really wanted to go deeper, and I was like, i over the course of a year, I was really lucky that the program sold out every single time. Like my biggest problem was being able to fit everyone in and still um, manage my life, because again, this whole while I didn't have any childcare. I was running the groups in the evening and working in nap time and things like that. Yeah, and being pretty creative in the way. I could get stuff done so yeah that was that was like the biggest transformation i feel like i've been through and having to kind of come at it of wiping the slate clean like yeah okay you have all these skills but right now in the pandemic it doesn't really matter (laughs) what's available to you what do you love doing what can make you money without spending too much money and i think that's been the beauty of zoom you get yourself a zoom account you do some stuff online you promote yourself. I've had the, what's it called? The privilege of having a bit of a following online that I've sort of built over the years to sell to. But for me, it wasn't really, I don't think I'm the greatest saleswoman, but like I like to think I can connect with people and then present an offering that hopefully they like. So yeah, that was, that was how care club was born. And that was October. What year are we? October 2020. Sorry. It's hard to remember in the pandemic. That's
0: amazing. You had still had like, like a nine month old. Baby at home,
1: oh yeah, yeah, like i I started it on my son's second birthday with yeah with with a ten month old I think she was also wow. like yeah, so, yeah, it sold out it was it was kind of took me by surprise because I'm doing all this from like I need some purpose for myself, but if I'm going to be doing this, it also needs to make make money because I think there can be a real mistake with women seeking something and not. Wanting to own the fact that they want it to earn money and being apologetic or being like, "Oh, it's okay. I'll just have a hobby." Especially in a situation where maybe you're not pressed to make money. Like we'd essentially moved here on the basis that my husband was going to be the breadwinner because we came for his job. I didn't have one. We knew we were starting a family, so it was in a kind of unique situation, which is a blessing and a curse. Because like, you don't need to do it, but then. You also do need to for your own self-worth and all the things. And that's where the limiting beliefs start like bashing you in the face. Alongside this, I was working, I'm not working with, but a good friend of mine, Alyssa, who's now my business partner. She was starting a business again, another mum in a pandemic. She'd been let go from her job on, on mat leave. She had to start on her own. She's CMO. So she's in marketing and we would meet in her gazebo in her garden in the freezing cold and be like, I'd be like, we'd strategize with each other on how we were going to do things and like how we would do it all by ourselves and like, what was the quickest way to do it? What was the most time effective and cheapest way of doing things? So we ended up with like the Coles notes of how to start a business on your own and our unique skills kind of fit together because she had sort of traditional business experience and I had like, entrepreneur scrappy figure it out yourself and do it all on social media experience we became like a really good fit and you know our businesses have ended up being business coaching and sort of more life coaching for me yeah we also <laughs> madly last christmas decided to put all our learnings together and turn them into an online program so last christmas we we sold spaces to our founding members we did like a live experience, recorded it all, put it on a online platform. And then now it's available to anyone to to sign up for. I always say download, but it's not download. It's like you have a login, you can go buy it, you can work through the, the program. And then we provide biweekly coaching. So it means that anybody who goes through the program is predominantly women, can come to us every other week with questions either about their business or about the program or about their life and how they're struggling to manage life in order to service their business. And we help them launch. We help them kind of take it up to the next level, really whatever they're after. But it's it's kind of designed best for women with who don't want to spend a lot of time and money, who want the cold notes, who don't want to do everything themselves and kind of want to get the process of launching their business or up-leveling it in as quick a time as possible. So yeah, it ended up being that we accidentally started two businesses. But you know, I don't, I don't regret a thing. It just, it's just so funny the way things unravel. And then, and then I thought, well, I'm a, have a bit of time on my hands. <laughs> oh my god, I'm just joking. And then I joined Yes Supply. I very much felt like I just wanted to help women further. And oddly, in this last year, I have just, I, I say like, I, I the sun set on Care Club. In order for me to start my sort of next transformation, if you like, which is really stepping into the role of a coach rather than like a mentor, which I feel like I've been doing over the years. I mean, it's funny really, because hairdressing is like free coaching, to be honest. (laughs) You go get your hair done. And especially if you see your hairdresser regularly, they end up being a bit of a life coach. And I've definitely put that role out there even before it was a career for me.
0: There's so many similarities between what you do. Okay. First I have to tell you, my mom's a hairdresser. My God, amazing. I totally understand what you mean because there were days where she might have like a few nicks on her fingers or something, but she was like emotionally exhausted. And yeah. I never understood that as a kid. Now as an adult, I'm like, yeah, she's like, yeah, just book me like as many men's, like if I'm ever visiting at home and I'm like taking messages, book me as many men's haircuts as you can. I totally know that she's like emotionally tapped and she's like, just, I can't
1: like. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's so funny, yeah. Because looking back, I would work on a Saturday in London, and then you know meet my friends on a night out, and I'd be like, "Go give me an hour." Like, don't talk to me. And I I love a chat. If you hadn't already noticed from this conversation, <laughs> I love to talk. I love to hear people's stories, and I I love to help them like troubleshoot on the outsider perspective. But you know, with the Yes Supply, I think it's great to have the modalities to be like. It's not a case just of advice. It's like, oh, you can try tapping to move your energy. You can try all sorts of different techniques to really change change your life and how you feel about your life and how you manage it on a day-to-day basis. So yeah, that's, that addition has been great. And yeah, most recently, it was really difficult to, because Care Club was going so well like, and I loved it. It just didn't feel like mo- there was any space for my growth. So yeah, I kind of made a fairly drastic decision a couple of months ago to stop doing care club and to like fully step into coaching. So I feel like my coaching is now all of the things that I love doing combined, all of my learnings from the support side, put into group format. It's going to start in January next year. I'm still recruiting. And I think what I have unexpectedly found, not just through care club, but partaking in groups myself is that that female support is just if you have it in the right way there's just nothing like it like it's why I love cold club it's why I feel at home here because it's really really difficult to integrate yourself as a adult into people's lives especially people who haven't moved about too much because you know people have their work friends their uni friends their school friends their neighbours Everything so you're you're usually and the pandemic highlighted this for me that you're usually like number two or three down the list of like groups, even if to they they to you are you're like number one, so yeah, when you have to choose like just one family to hang out with, it's really difficult to make the cut, <laughs> yeah, that makes
0: sense, so it, like everything from when you're a stylist to. Even your podcast, mm-hmm. every, and now the programs that you're running in the businesses, it's all been about supporting women mm-hmm. and holding space for them. But this is like a really big step you're taking in mm-hmm. January. And this program's called Rise, right? It's called Rise,
1: yeah. It's funny because I I believe we all rise together. Like if we can all come together to help each other, we'll all benefit. Like, And again, inside Hustle, we talk about there being no such thing as competition because... We all benefit from everybody else doing well, and I think that can be a missing piece with women because you know society has us putting us ourselves against each other all the time. But yeah, it's definitely the the common theme, and I and I think that's where the transition is for me, which does feel a bit scary because holding space is almost easier because you're allowing someone to be themselves and you're there to facilitate that. But to really want to dive in and help them and help them move to the next place is slightly new territory in a way and yeah rise came from the name when we lost my son phoenix i just loved his name and it has come up so many times in my life with different kind of meanings and there was a quote somebody sent me shortly after he died which was hope rises like a phoenix from the ashes of shattered dreams and i feel like that's a bit of a metaphor for my life here it's like oh this has happened well, we're gonna still make the best of it. And so, when I was searching for a name for the group, I had loads of weird experiences within one week where, like, rise just kept the word rise just kept coming in front of me. By the time I got to the end of the week, I was like, "Whoa, okay, okay, I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call the group Rise." All right. So, yeah, it has meaning to me too. And I think I think it's just one of those words that sparks certain thoughts in people in in a good way. So, I love that. Okay, so when you're making this big leap. Into supporting
0: women in a different, in a new, new and different way. Like it, it's still so, it makes so much sense to me that this is the direction you're going. But you said like it was a big deal. It's felt like a really big jump for you. What came up for you? What were some of the, cause you, you, you are a very like naturally confident person. I love that you said, I know I'm creative. I know I can start a business. Like you had that confidence, but still even the most confident of women have stuff that comes up. And I'm sure also in supporting. Other women, you've seen what their, yeah, are their fear and their, or shame or what holds them
1: back, those limiting beliefs. I think the default is always to think of what isn't. So first of all, I would say that this will shock. It's always shocks everyone is that I'm not, I'm very naturally shy. Like I am, was not this person in the UK, like moving to another country, having children in, in the manner that I did that was really uncomfortable. Meeting people and having to like bear your soul all the time will, I don't know, might not for everyone, but for me, it was like sink or swim. I kind of brought everything out of me. I've made making friends a professional sport. So you, you kind of have to draw something out of you that you don't think is there. And it wasn't, it's not like I went, Oh, I'm going to go be confident. It was just something that naturally happened. So I feel like I'm sharing this because. I would hate people to look at me and think, oh, she's just naturally confident. It's really not the case. I think if you choose to take yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit, it gets less scary. And the cold is a great example of that because I don't like the cold and I don't find it easy. But like doing it every time makes me, it gives me that confidence, I guess, to be like, no, I can do it. And I think it's been the same with exposing myself to confidence, to being like, oh, I don't want to have to go and say hello to that person, but I'm not going to have any friends if I don't. So let, let's just do it. And then it's like gets a bit easier, gets a bit easier. You break through the fear. And I think that's kind of what I would say in answer to your question as well. It's it's a little bit of a mix of doing it anyway and knowing that if you put more faith in what could go right than worrying about what could go wrong, that you're you're on the right course. It might not be smooth. But I think those two things married together have a have a great impact. I also think I have a weird because of everything I've been through from 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 living here, from having such intense amount of like grief in different ways in a short period of time, having had an upbringing where everything was like a okay all of the time. It has taught me to I don't know the best way of putting it really is like not give a shit about things that don't matter. So I very much have a like, oh, well, like if, if this, if coaching doesn't work out, then I'm either going to keep at it because I'm quite determined or it doesn't matter. Like I walked away from a business with absolutely nothing to show for it. But my inner world was left untapped for the most part, because I think I have an understanding of like when to completely, to when to get out when it doesn't matter. and And I think that's given me maybe confidence that... I wouldn't have without the perspective of my personal life events. Yeah. I don't know if that's a help or not. Like I notice this when you're
0: online and you're sharing and I, I see this where women can like actually call out, they can just be unfiltered and real. Mm-hmm. And it almost gives like those things that we're unsure about less power over us because we're just mm-hmm. like, I love that you just, you hit record and you share when you're on your walk to yoga or a meeting or like you're coming back from something or you're in the kitchen or I don't know what you're up
1: to, but it gives it. gives oh, yeah, i always like, doing two things at once.
0: <laughs> right. It's like less performative. It's, it's so there's less weight around it. It's just a very authentic. I think mm-hmm. that that gives those fears maybe a little bit less power over us, right? They say, I maybe have this wrong, but I think it might've been Brene Brown where she's like empathy and compassion are like kind of the antidote to fear and shame. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. Like I can see, I can hear You have a lot of empathy and compassion for others, but also for yourself. And that Mm -hmm. is probably like, yeah, super powerful in what you're up to. So what would be like the ideal person that would be like for Rise? Like who is it that, like, tell us who you're working with. Is it, strictly for entrepreneurs? Is it not? Like both of us come from these really successful careers, jump into entrepreneurship. And it's like, we we do know we can do it, but there's so much that comes up. And I think also one of that's like, who do we want to work with? And what exactly is the impact we want to make? And so I'm curious to know if I'm sure you have an ideal person, right?
1: Yeah. I I feel like me five years ago is my ideal person. And it doesn't, I don't, I feel like I've always attracted mothers just through the nature of my journey, but I really feel like it's someone, you know, in, in late twenties, early thirties, late thirties, who's, who's kind of just feeling a bit like, now what? Like, what am I going to do? Cause for me, in terms of rides, it's like about finding your purpose, like going after your dreams from a less logical way. Cause if I'd have looked at this logically, five years ago, I'd have gone and worked in a salon and earned an okay money for somebody else. And that's logical, right? It would definitely not have set me on this path. And I think that has been the beauty of what I've done. So someone who's feeling unfulfilled, somebody who feels like something's missing, and maybe even somebody who's having a hard time and doesn't have the tools to like live their day-to-day life effectively, let alone set goals and hopes and dreams and go after them. What I really want to do is help people have tools and processes and support to not only manage their day-to-day life, but their circumstances and then like dream bigger. Because I know that dreaming big sounds a bit lofty, but I think we always look at what's available to us and what's logical, what's realistic. The real beauty in transformation is taking all of that out of the equation. Like, God, if I'd done the logical thing, I'd be in England with 2.4 children and a cat and like working for someone else and just going about that till I retire. And I've definitely always taken the less logical path or it's been thrown towards me. And I think when you have that confidence and the tools and the ways to kind of come at your limiting beliefs and your old habits, because we are a product of our experience and our habits and the things that we've done over and over. And if they're not serving us, it's hard to get out of that. And that's what I'm providing. And I believe that the the group is an amazing addition because you meet people in different situations, but also you realise you have a ton in common. And I myself am part of a mindset group and every week I go and I'm like, oh, I didn't even need to ask anything because somebody in a totally different situation has answered my question without me even talking because we're all so much more connected and similar than we think. And even when you look at people that you deem to be like uber successful, they're still going through all the same processes we go through. So... Yeah. I don't know if that's a specific target. And then for side hustle, it's much more direct. It's like people who aimed who want to start their own business and want to get all of their ducks in a row to do that in the most fluid way possible, or somebody who has a small small business already or a small business idea that they want to get going with and they need the the coaching, the support and the kind of like A to B processes to do that as easily as possible. I love it. Okay, amazing. Okay, I want to know what
0: you're listening to. What is the book, the podcast? What do you think everyone needs to
1: download for the new year? The new year. Okay, I love Diary of a CEO. It's a guy called Stephen Bartlett. He's one of the, he is the youngest entrepreneur to be a dragon on Dragon's Den, the UK version. Although I live here, I feel like I like, hop between two worlds and he interviews other entrepreneurs and finds out how they tick and like what success means to them some of them are like really famous and like you know household names and some people are a little bit more obscure and they might be to a Canadian audience but there's always so much insight into how people did it or like what did and didn't work so I love that what else have I been listening to lately do you know what? This month, one of my goals is to laugh more, which so, um, sounds really random, but I've been really listening to, and loads of the people have been asking me actually about my favorite podcast. And my dad love, loves a porn. My dad wrote a porno. Is that one of the funniest things you can listen to? So not, Oh my gosh, I had no idea. I'm totally down. Oh my God, you are in for an absolute treat. There's tons of it. You will find yourself walking and like literally spitting out your drinks. It's that funny. Maybe not the inspiration you was looking for with oh, your that's Okay, that's alright. <laughs> but yeah, so there's a bit of humor and there's a bit of like business inspiration. I feel like there's going to be one other that I can't think of that I'm going to get off of this call and be like, God damn it. I didn't tell her that. But yeah, I, oh, I read big, big magic in this process of the last year. And I feel like that really did make me look at creativity differently. And it was, I just love the idea that creativity is ideas and ideas can come to you and you can use them and you can use them for your own fun or you can use them to create business or or whatever. And if anybody's read it, I just think it's a great way for creatives to think about how they use their ideas and what they do with them.
0: That's Elizabeth Gilbert,
1: right? Yes, Elizabeth Gilbert. It's so true.
0: I have read it, but I feel like I need to read it again. But I I love that because I'm somebody who naturally has like a lot of ideas. Mm -hmm. Not everything needs to be run, you know, like full out towards it. Like it could be a business. It could Mm -hmm. be something fun. I love that. And we all need more creative like outlets, laughter, play, like kind of into... I'm not going to call them ruts, but like places where we don't seek out opportunities to laugh or play, especially mm-hmm. as moms. So I love that. I love that. That's your goal. Do you have a word for 2022? Or do you, are you like a vision board girl or?
1: Not so much a vision board. I have a word. So I've had, since I've been in this like headspace in the pandemic, which is kind of funny. My 2020 word was clarity, which I feel like I got with, you know, figuring out what my life was going to look like and. I feel so clear in where I'm going now. So that's been amazing. And then this year, my word was unstoppable because I really felt like I needed something to cling to. You know, I think we spoke before this about I only got childcare for my children last week. So I've had three full days of three children being out of the house, which is wild now when I think of it. So it was like, I need to tell myself that nothing's going to stop me. Otherwise, I'm just going to give up and all my limiting beliefs are going to you know, knock me down. And then for 2022, it's freedom. I just, I want to be free from the pandemic, if that's possible, or at least how I buy into it in my day-to-day life. And I really want financial freedom, which create freedom in my life to work in the way I want. And I yeah, I think I really want to own that because again, I don't think it's something that women are told to do. And ultimately, if we have the money, we can support other women. Like I'd love to pay other women to do the things that I don't like doing in my business. And I can't do that without earning money myself. And I think that just opens up so many doors. You can, yeah, you can do all the things, including service your family and your own needs. Love
0: that. Yeah, it's not always money, just money coming in. It's also the money that you are Recirculating and it's out going out as well. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's a great word. Freedom is a great word. Thank you so much for this. I love it. Nice. I could talk to Thank you it. All
1: <laughs> I feel the same. I think I just like haven't breathed for 45 minutes. So apologies. <laughs>
0: so good. It's so good. We can't wait. And all the details about Rise are in the show notes and you can, do you want to tell everybody where to follow you online too?
1: Yes, you can follow me at Franny and Co on Instagram and you can follow Side Hustle at SH to CEO. They're the best places to find me because all of my links are on my Instagram for everything I do, all the services I have. And I love, love, love to hear from people. So if you listen to this, feel free to DM me. The only downside is you probably won't be able to stop me chatting at you. But thank you so much for this opportunity. I feel like it's been a long time coming connecting. And yeah, I think it's great what you're doing. I love I loved reading your bio this morning. I was like, she swears a lot. She drinks too much coffee. I can't okay. remember the last thing was, but I was like, tick, tick, tick. Sounds like yeah. someone I'd love to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. And yeah, good luck for all of your things coming up in 2022 as well. I look forward to being along for the ride. Yeah,
0: I'm finally going to, I'm going to try and, play catch up with you on that NLP course because I yes. have definitely put it on the back burner, but I'm really excited oh, to dig it. It's in. so
1: good. Yeah. You're going to love it. It's the best. I, I, oh yeah. It's so good.
0: Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirstie. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life.